This is the Gore and Mole Podcast with your host, TJ Bowser, Chad Chrisman, and Wes Payne. What's up, guys, and welcome to the Gormore Podcast, <laughs> episode five. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Today is February 4th, 2019, and this is your host, TJ Bowser. And joining me, as always, are my partners in crime, Chad Dark... Chad the Dark Lord? Yep. You're... Yep. What's up, Chad? <laughs> hey, what's He's up? The light, he's the Light Lord. And <laughs> Wes Not Craven Pain. Yo. <laughs> So, What's up, guys? Yes. Uh, what movie do we got for today? Today is the 1988 remake, The Blob. Oh, excellent. The Blob. <laughs> the Blob. But as a new part of the th- the, th- uh, the show here, uh, this episode of the Gormore Podcast is brought to you by 13X Studios. Uh, we are now sponsored, everyone. Woo! Fuck yeah. Love awesome. 13X Studios. Great masks. Excellent. What what did I put on the web on Facebook? I had like a little tagline. Awesome Hawks, great quality. Yeah. <laughs> that should be it. We'll record a commercial with Rick one of these days. Uh but yeah. Uh thank you. Shout out to Rick Stazinski. I I Googled it. Uh for uh supporting our show and sponsoring this episode and every episode of the Gorn Moore podcast. But Chad, what did you do this week? Started my new job, my man. Fucking A. Oh, yeah. Can't tell you how fucking happy I am to finally be working again. My first two, <laughs> day, my first two days, they were like 10 plus, 11 plus hours. And then like the other three days were like eight hours. Like, oh, yeah, just just because it's the end of the month. That's, that's why we had that big rush. And you can listen to podcasts. Yes, I can listen to podcasts. I'm loving it. Uh, what's your favorite podcasts uh, that you're listening to? What's What are some of them that you are listening to? Uh, I started to listen to... Uh, Oh shit! What's the the podcast cemetery? Whatever that is, Pod Cemetery. Pod Cemetery. I started yeah. listening to that, but only half of it downloaded, so I couldn't listen to the whole thing. Oh, okay. Uh, I listened to Rogue One. Yes. And I listened to our stuff so far. Yes. Uh, for some of us more right wingers out there, uh, Ben Shapiro and Stephen Crowder have uh, podcasts, and they're right leaning, uh, comical type stuff. Yep. Uh, give those give those a listen. I've been listening to a lot of Ben Shapiro lately. Very, very good stuff. Uh, some see him as aggressive, but uh, I don't know. I, I kind of like the guy. Very logical thinking, in my opinion. Uh, that's enough politics. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like uh, that killer podcast. That's a pretty good podcast. And uh, of course, Rogue One. Shout out Johnny Grosso. And also listen to Blue Harvest with uh, Haas Burkhart and Will Witten. But yeah, anyway, that's Star Wars stuff. We're horror. Uh, what about you, Wes? What did you do this week? Uh, this week, uh, nothing really just worked a lot. And, you know, other than my son, well, the prior week, uh, I had to take my son in the hospital, you know, cause he almost severed his finger into the door. Oh, uh, other than that, everything was cool. You know, um, we, I uh, watched the Super Bowl, which is probably the worst Super Bowl I've ever seen in my life. I was totally disappointed. Um, I don't know. I wanted to basically slip my wrist watching that Super Bowl yesterday. Yeah, so I heard it was that's about boring. sums it up for me. I didn't, you know? I didn't even watch. We watched the Hunger Games. It was on TBS. Yeah, you were better off watching pretty much any movie other than that Super Bowl. <laughs> By the way, guys, how about this? How about this weather out here today? It's fucking crazy. Oh man. my god! Last week it was so cold, my pipes froze, and today it's sixty degrees. <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense, right? Uh what did I do? Yeah, well, you do, man? I got my new part three costume ordered by from Lake Side Slasher Studios, which is also oh, yeah. where Mr. West here got his part six stuff. Good guy. Yes. And should we announce our appearance in cosplay at Steel City Con? I'm not sure if I'm going to make that one. I I am not sure on that one. The other one I'm I'm probably going to make. The one in Cherry Hill. Oh, okay. And 
I'm, oh, I'm not wait. sure about that. I'm gonna. Uh, I still up in the air about that yet. Which, which one's the one in Cherry Hill? Uh, that's Monster Mania 42. Oh, Wes is gonna drive out and meet me up there. That's the uh, Halloween and, one. And are we planning to do Blobfest? Yes, we are. Planning yeah, I'd like to do that. I, I'd love to do that. Yeah, that's on the. Like, that's if the I can agenda. only do one, I want to do that. One. I plan on releasing a uh, convention schedule for all of us, probably to the public here soon. That way, everyone knows where we're going and. If we don't, we'll probably have a booth at Blobfest, honestly. Just that's sweet. Yeah. That's now where they all, what, run out of the theater and everything? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's the one. That I was telling you about? Yeah, yeah. And I think we always should take the opportunity to cosplay. Oh, yeah. Uh, I want the Goromore podcast to be associated with our cosplays because our Jason cosplays are fucking awesome, quite frankly. Quite, quite frankly. And, uh, We'll probably be end up posting a lot more pictures of of mine and yours. And <laughs> my question is, what the fuck am I going to cosplay? I'm five, I, see, I'm, I'm five foot six. What am I going to do? Be the leprechaun all the time? <laughs> I, mean, I told you, yes, I said leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> Which you probably said, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Chad could do. Uh, what's that movie? What about? Yeah, I can be, I can be leprechaun or I can be Chucky. Time. That's about it. <laughs> what's that sack yeah. boy from like Trick or Treat? Sam. Sam, that's yeah, yeah, that'd be a cool one. Holy shit, that'd be a hot costume though. Oh yes. Oh god, I'd be sweating my balls off. You can do Which, it. what is it? What was it? I didn't hear it. Sam from Trick or Treat. The the little kid I'm, with the sack head. I don't think I saw I Yeah, saw I know Trick. the movie. I heard the movie. I don't think I ever saw it though. Awesome. It's a really good movie. Huh. You could always just go always grow a mustache and do Dick Warlock stuff. <laughs> 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 Uh, <laughs> I'm just getting a bunch of cut or, or or Ron Jeremy stuff. Yeah. I'll, I'll just you know lose some. Weight. Oh my cut, god! Cut the sleeves off my shirts and be Chad. Loser. You could do a Loomis. That's not a bad idea. That'd be pretty cool. That's not Loomis. a bad. You don't. You, <laughs> guys, you don't see many Loomis cosplays. If I do a part four, you could do a Loomis, bro. That's not bad. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, all you need is like a, a trench one coat. Of those, like, yeah, a trench coat. That's about it. A trench coat and a suit. Yeah, right. I like it. I like it. Are, you, are you bald, Chad? Are you bald? No, no, but I could you know, cut it. Uh, Dark Side Studios makes a Loomis mask. Get the hell out of here! <laughs> Swear to God! <laughs> Swear to God! Get the hell out of here! Really? Yeah, um, dude, it's fucking sick. Oh, uh, that would be pretty neat. <laughs> I have to look into that. A fucking Michael Loomis or fucking uh, yeah. Loomis mask. Uh, oh shit! Yeah, I'll find that right now. Uh, <laughs> Dark side. Uh, yeah. Uh, Chad, you want to get into the? <laughs> you yeah. want to start to run down while you're doing yeah, this. Yeah, while I while I Google search this <laughs> Lewis mask. Okay, so today we're talking about the movie The Blob. It's from 1988. It's directed by Chuck Russell, produced by Andre Blay, Jack H. Harris, Rupert Harvey, and Elliot Kastner. Uh, written by Frank Darabont and Chuck Russell. And it stars Kevin Dillon as Brian Flagg, Shawnee Smith as Meg Penny, Donovan Leitch Jr. as Paul Taylor, uh, Jeffrey DeMunn as Sheriff Herb Geller, Joe Seneca as Dr. Meadows, and Paul McCrane as Deputy Bill Briggs. Has a runtime uh, runtime of 95 minutes. Had a budget of $19 million. It only earned a little over $8.2 million during its run at the box office. Uh, like I said, it's a remake of the 1958 classic starring Steve McQueen. And, uh, TJ, did you got the uh, trailer pulled up yet? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen. It was one of his very first movies. He was called Stephen McQueen in the movie. Oh. Yeah, back before he was the rebel without a cause. He was the rebel with a cause. <laughs> uh, blob trailer from 1980. Fucking If it had a mind, you could reason with it. If it had a face, you could look it in the eye. (laughs) If it had a body, you could shoot it. You could fuck it. (laughs) Man is no longer the supreme being on this planet. The organism is growing at a geometric rate. By all accounts, it's at least a thousand times its original mass. Nobody believes me about what happened tonight. What did happen? 
I want that organism alive. I think you pissed it off. <laughs> <laughs> the blob terror has no shape Ooh. by the way wes he just pulled up that dr loomis cosplay mask and that thing is creepy as fuck yeah i sent it to you guys in the chat dude oh my god those eyes that's like an unnatural blue that is let me see it. I didn't look. Let me look. I take a look at the chat. Hey, look at it. There's a link there. That is <laughs> so scary looking. You know what? You should be Loomis, and I'll go get a wig. I'll be Lori. <laughs> I shot him six right? times. See if they have a Lori mask. And then I just come after you. You just look at me and go, it's ma'am. <laughs> That's right. What the? Dude, how the hell did you even? Why are the eyes? What is this guy? Sub-Zero? <laughs> that is frightening. Dude, look at his eyes. That, that, is, that, is, that is an expensive mask. That is, it is. that is more scary than Michael Myers himself. But dude, that like, is actually a scary. Yeah. So what what kind scared? of mask like, do you have? You got a fucking at. Loomis mask, dude, to scare the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking thing's terrifying. Oh, it's those eyes, man. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> okay, we're kind of we're kind of getting off topic awesome. here. Yes. So, uh, little rundown here. I'll start it off. Uh, a meteorite crashes near the town of Arborville, California. An elderly transient, Frank Collision, discovers within the sphere a jelly-like substance, the blob, that attaches itself to his hand. Three high school students, Brian, played by Kevin Dillon, the rebellious biker whose next false step will take him to major jail as the day is precisely his 18th birthday. Meg, played by Shawnee Smith, the high school pretty girl, and Paul, played by Donovan Lecht. The successful football player encounters the man and takes him to a hospital. After Brian leaves, Paul witnesses the lower half of the transient's body melting or dissolving from being digested from exposure to the blob. As he could for help, the blob drops on top of him. Meg arrives to see Paul being dissolved by the growing blob. That is an excellent effect, we all agree. And... While trying to free his arm is torn from his body, Meg is thrown across a wall, against a wall, and knocked unconscious, and the blob oozes out of the hospital and oozes into a nearby manhole into a sewer. Wes, take it away. After Brian and Meg have unsatisfactory, uh, whatever, encounters with, what the hell I get screwed up, encounters with the police who refuses to believe the teens that something is going on. They meet at the diner where Meg tells Brian about the blob. Brian's disbelief is shattered when the diner's handyman is grabbed and pulled headfirst through the sink drain by the blob. <laughs> Another it great pursues scene. <laughs> them to the diner's walk-in freezer, where it retreats because it cannot tolerate extreme cold. After eating the diner's owner and the town sheriff, the blob re-enters the sewers. Meg and Brian return to the police station, where the dispatcher tells the deputy Briggs, played by Paul McCrane, is near... The meteorite, the meteor landing site. They discover a military operation led by scientist Dr. Meadows, who orders the town quarantined. Brian escapes a military van and collects, collects his motorbike. Meg is taken to town where she learns her younger brother, Kevin, is missing. Meg learns he, is, he and his friend, Eddie, have sneaked into the local theater to see a slasher film thanks to Eddie's usher brother, Anthony. The, bo the blob infiltrates the theater and attacks the staff and then the audience growing with each person it absorbs and digests meg just manages to rescue eddie and kevin go ahead john yeah, mean <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile brian eavesdrops on meadows speaking to his assistant jennings played by robert axelrod and learns that the blob is a biological warfare experiment created during the cold war anthony then reports that he witnessed the blob chasing meg kevin and eddie into the sewers Brian overhears Meadows decide to trap the blob in the sewers and that he is willing to let Meg, Kevin, and Eddie die to do so. Brian is discovered listening in and evades military personnel by driving his motorcycle into the sewers. In the sewers, Meg, Eddie, and Kevin flee from the blob. Kevin escapes to the surface by scaling a pipe and squeezing through a grate while Eddie is devoured. 
which was a pretty odd thing to see a little kid dying in a movie. Meg is saved by Brian, who confronts Meadows in front of the townsfolk and Briggs. After failing to convince everyone Brian is contaminated and must die, Meadows attempts to shoot Brian, but is killed by the blob as it drags him into the sewer with one of its tentacles. Ooh. Yeah. The blob then bursts from the sewers in a massive and sickening glob of reddish-like jello proceeds to feast upon the population, proving impervious to the military's attempts to stop it, getting shot multiple times while in the sewer and blown up, which only angered it. You think they learned. It only pisses it off. <laughs> in the ensuing panic, the town's reverend Meeker, played by Del Close, proclaims the scene to be the prophesized <clears throat> excuse me, the prophesized end of the world. End of the world! Don't <laughs> you love those? You always got to have one of them in a movie. Yeah, always. When a flame, when a failed flamethrower attack on the blob sets him ablaze, Meg saves him with a fire extinguisher and in the process blasts the blob with it. The monster backs off and she realizes that it cannot stand the cold. Take it, TJ. The surviving humans retreat to the town hall and hold the blob at bay with furniture barricading and fire extinguishers, but it is a losing battle as a result with the blob <laughs> engulfing half of the building and devouring Briggs. <laughs> Brian goes to the town garage and gets a snowmaker truck that has canisters of liquid nitrogen attached just as the blob is about to devour Meg and her family. Brian drives to town. Hall and shoots snow at the creature, which is angered and knocks the truck over. <laughs> As the blob surges towards Brian, Megan, it lures it away from towards the canisters, which she has rigged with an explosive charge. Taken from a dying soldier, she tries to get clear, but snags her foot between two pieces of metal, leaving her dangling upside down. Brian regains consciousness and runs over to free her. The blob is... About to overrun them with the, when the charges go off. Boom, bang, basil. Blowing up the canisters and covering the blob with liquid nitrogen. The creature is flash frozen, shattering into a mass of crystallized pieces. Moss Woodley, played by Bo Billingsley. What the fuck? Has his remains hauled away from the town ice house. In the final scene, there is a tent meeting church service in a field where Meeker, discovered by his burn injuries, is now crazed preaching a doomsday summon, sounding like the blob's attack. Afterwards, when an old woman asks him what the time of the reckoning will come, he soon replies, Soon, madam, soon the Lord will give me a sign, and holds up a glass jar containing a fragment of the blob that he took from the ice house, which is slowly moving. <laughs> that was such a great setup for a sequel that we never fucking got. Right? Yeah, I thought it was. The Blob 2? The Blobbiest? Blob Harder. Really? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get under our discussion. Guys, what'd you think? Excellent movie. I thought it was pretty good. I thought they did a good job with it. I think it's better... It's more detailed than the older one. I mean, I like how it shows like the inside of the like. I don't. I don't remember the older one showing so much detail of the blob. You know, no, they didn't show the people inside. No, it didn't. It didn't. You know, the special this, effects were really limited. But this one it had like more detail to it. it had all these weird, creepy veins and shit. This going is through a, it. the epitome of eighty special effects. Oh, this was. Yeah, I had great uh, effects in this. Yeah, especially the scene. F- from uh, the beginning, whenever the guy gets taken from the hospital and you see his face melting and shit and his hand getting torn away, that's a very good uh, scene. Uh, and I definitely like some of the stuff with like this, the blob on the ceilings and shit. It's it's really it's it's just really cool. Looks, I think I think, I think the whole scene with the blob in the movie theater was just a great whole practical effects scene. Mm-hmm. Very well done. Wes? Yeah, yeah, it definitely. Like I said, it had, I just I like that. It, I like it too that it kind of stuck a lot to the you know a lot of the stuff was from the classic stuff and they kind of went a, went their own direction with a little bit of the things I was kind of disappointed they didn't have any tits in the movie but well, what are you gonna do that's, you know yeah, that's, uh, that was kind of rare for an eighties what is wrong right with us was, that's rare for I was shocked that there was no we haven't seen tits in like two episodes of this shit <laughs> why are we even doing it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, other than that, I thought, yeah, pretty good movie for yeah. what it was. Yeah, for the time and everything, I thought they did a great job. I, I really I, did. I, I was impressed. I remember when this came out, and I was about 12 years old, and I saw this, and it was right around the time I saw this and the movie Harry, Who's Harry Crumb, and they both had Shawnee Smith in them, and I was like, oh my god, I am like madly in love with this girl. 
which still yeah, continues. She's pretty hot. Yeah, still continues to this day. I'm still madly in love with her. Yeah, she she's definitely a very pretty girl. It was a shame she didn't have the you know. She was wanna... a couple years ago. She was at Steel City Con, and Debbie Gibson was there at the same time. And those were both two of my biggest crushes at like the same time. And I'm kicking myself that I didn't go. Well. Uh. Yeah, Debbie Gibson. Oh, so you were? I was more of a Tiffany yeah, side. Yeah, I was. You know? I was a Debbie Gibson guy because I, I at the time I liked blondes. I didn't appreciate redheads as much as I do now. Yeah, I didn't like. I don't know why I like Tiffany more. I don't know. I don't. Maybe the song was just cooler. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, to us talking about eighties bubblegum princesses and TJ just right. sitting there, just sitting there staring at his phone, just completely ignoring us. <laughs> I, I've learned when to like tune out. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I saw this when I was twelve. It's one of those movies. Uh, I just couldn't wait to rent, and I absolutely fucking loved it. It was still in my dad's nutsack when you watched this, bro. <laughs> Damn, man, you're young. <laughs> he is. He's a youngin'. So, uh, discussion topics. Do we have anything else we want to talk about? Uh, I, yeah, I got some. Uh, I got some show notes. This, this one, we've got a couple to pick from as far as the Golden Glazer Award. Oh, yeah, because kind of like all the guys, all the main guys. Had a little bit of glazer in them because <laughs> the main character uh, flag played by Kevin Dillon. Like he was a total glazer. And then the two football players were kind of. Is little... that Matt Dillon's brother that you said yep. that? Did you say that? Yep. That's his brother. Okay. I, I could. Yeah. There's definitely a resemblance. Yep. So, yeah, he was kind of a bit of a glazer. And I don't, I don't know if he ever really stopped being a glazer throughout the whole movie. I mean, he kind of he, he was a little bit more likable. Yeah, he wasn't as douchey. He no. had like a – you know what he was a cross between? He was a cross between like Glazer and like uh, almost like uh, Packard from uh, The Wraith. That's what he reminded me of. <laughs> let's, let's do a – let's do a do-back do discussion drinking game where every time we say Glazer on Gordmore, someone takes a shot. I don't be toast by I don't know how or why. Maybe it's just because of that was our like second episode. But Glazer is like the golden standard of douchebaggery that we're he holding is. everybody to. That's right. <laughs> uh, I, we have yet to see someone out douche him though. Yet, yeah. <laughs> you can out douche the Glazer. They have to out. They have to out douche him. Oh, we're gonna and, come across one. Someone's gonna out douche him. We they, might have they to ha- rename. They him. have to out douche him and then last less time than he did. Right. <laughs> oh, they got to be less than a two pump and dump. <laughs> if that happens, Larry Joshua will come out of fucking retirement. <laughs> the burning to block himself. Glazer's revenge. Glazer's revenge. <laughs> Only this time, the burning's going to be that little effect he feels when he pees. <laughs> I just don't understand the real horror. It was just two pumps. <laughs> so yeah, we had him as a glazer, and then, and then there was the two football players. Uh, what was the one? Paul. He was. And not so much of a glazer, but his buddy was the one that. Uh, that oh, that guy was such a scumbag! <laughs> that guy was a total dick. He blamed him. first. He couldn't. He couldn't admit to the preacher. It was his condoms. That was the first one. <laughs> and then the guy's got an actual an actual bar in the trunk of his car. I love that. I love <laughs> the wet <laughs> bar in his trunk. Date rape drug. <laughs> then, then she's sitting there and he thinks she's passed out. So he's sitting there and he starts groping her. <laughs> and it turns I like out how he's like. I like how he goes in the back there and he's mixing the drink. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he gets a blender and puts it in there. <laughs> Did you see that? Mixer, yeah. He has an actual blender back there. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> Oh, that dude spent all of his daddy's money on setting up that wet bar and that piece of shit car he had. <laughs> and then he's, and then he's, ta- I like how he's talking to her, like, like she's answering the questions. He's like, oh, yeah, you want me to unbun your head? Yeah, it is hot in here. I'll <laughs> that bar is great. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, dude, you'll be going to jail in the next scene. Uh, and first off, I want to apologize that our uh, show notes this time weren't as detailed. Uh, we were just too busy enjoying the movie. We didn't write down at all. <laughs> we just stole it from the Internet Movie Database. Fuck you. <laughs> classy up in the Gormore. Oh, shit. Oh, it's just too much. It's too, too fun of a movie. Um, oh, shit. I don't even know where to begin with my notes. Um, did you guys notice that uh, the uh, the deputy was uh, played by the same guy from Robocop that had the toxic waste dumped on him? Really? Yeah, that was the same guy. Nah, wait. Yeah. No. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, that was the same guy. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, no, you're talking about the, the little deputy guy. Yeah, yes. the deputy, not the sheriff. The, the little deputy guy. You're right. It, is, it was him. 
Help me. <laughs> oh, Dude, that, that part in RoboCop was nasty. When I saw that when I was a kid, I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> I remember I saw now that. Now you watch it, you're disgusted by it. I saw that in a Fangoria magazine before I even saw the movie, so I knew what to expect. I'm like, that is one of the best effects I've ever seen. That's cool as fuck. And- it, it, RoboCop, I always tell people about and that subject, but I always tell people, that's a great movie, to be honest with you, but... Um, the first RoboCop. Yes. But the, uh, that's the first movie as a kid that I ever saw that they showed a dude get shot in the head like that. Yeah. When they killed, when they killed him at like uh, like point blank when they shot him, you know, when they before he became as he was as Murphy was mm-hmm. a cop. I was blown away with that, but I was like, "Fuck!" They, they actually showed him like blow it, shoot him right in the fucking head. Like they never showed that movie. I, I just want to say, Wes, you weren't the only one blown away in that scene. Ah! <laughs> 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 and I just and I also had to write this down because thus this line fucking killed me when the when the government shows up and you're like oh hey what's this guy doing here and uh, uh, what was it Flag said he's like oh, all the men from Glad are here to help us keep our refle- leftovers fresh. <laughs> 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 They're wearing these hazmat suits and he's like oh it's nothing you know. <laughs> oh shit. yeah, they, they look like they they showed up looking like they were they were going to quarantine ET. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, this bugged the hell out of me from the movie because I don't know actual military. Also, why is the intro to this movie and the intro to Killer Clowns from Outer Space so similar? Okay, um, Killer Killer like, Clowns, well, it kind like, of parodied a lot of parodied a lot of movies. Oh, so okay, that's probably they probably stole it specifically from the blog. Oh, okay, I mean that's that, that that'd be my guess. What year was uh, Killer Clowns? I I think Killer Clowns is actually before the remake. Uh, let me look. Hold on. Killer Clowns. Wasn't it 87 or 86? I was thinking 87, but it might be like 89. Alexa, when was Killer Clowns from Outer Space 1988. released? 1988. Oh, 1988. <laughs> Here's something I found from the article Killer Clowns from Outer Space on Wikipedia. Killer Clowns from Outer Space was released in the United States on May 27th, 1988. Was that helpful? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Alexa, you cunt. <laughs> you know it all, bitch. <laughs> you know it all, cunt. <laughs> okay, so this this bugged me about the movie. Uh, and like I said, I don't understand military protocol, but why the fuck was an army colonel taking orders from this fucking doctor like it was nothing? <laughs> the colonel should have been, you know what, this is a military operation. I don't Fuck care. <laughs> I'm in charge. These are my men. These are civilians. We're doing it my way. Right. You think that's how it would be, but the but no, the, the doctor's like, oh, the civilians are expendable. And the guy's like, all right, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. Yeah. And when they're in the sewer and Flag just aims the missile launcher at the top and just lets it go like he knows how to fire it right away. <laughs> and no he training it's over. Like he, yeah. He's like... Not- no debris hits him, no shrapnel, well, no nothing. You, if you know and he had a, he had he a great one-liner to... before that. What was the one-liner he said? It was great. All right, Colonel. Or what did he say? All right, Doctor, or something. You're going to get it. Or what did he say? He uh, said, I'll, I'll give you something. But, 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 but I, I was thinking that, too. But then I realized he was actually standing off to the side, just holding it off and pointing it straight up. So none of it actually came down to hit him. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess so. You'd think that. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. It was just. And, yeah, and, they, and they're just they're just walking away from the explosion like it's nothing. You know, you think their fucking ear bombs would have been fucking burst or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. They should have been walking around the rest of the movie. What? What? Huh? <laughs> uh, but yeah, and like I said, the Eddie they killed a little kid in the movie, which is uh, I was shocked at that. Yeah, when I, I that saw shocked it. me the first time I saw it. It still shocks me. And then he pops up and he's like half dissolved. And there's another really really kick ass practical effect yeah that's they don't usually don't do shit like that killing kids in movies like that that's pretty rare yeah. you know yeah you, when you see that you're always like wow damn <laughs> all right so you guys got anything else before i go into my how about uh, the part you know what you know what bothered me is the part where well there was a, the, you know the part where you know he goes and gets the ice truck and again it's one of those things with how the fuck does he know how to drive a truck like that mm-hmm I, and, and you see him and you see him first of all it shows him he's, he's driving it and I swear to God it's a scene from fucking Road Warrior 
He's driving it, banging through the gears like he like he's like he's some kind of truck driver. Like it's no big story. And then, if you look, and then you look at the front of the you look at the front of the truck. He's got a giant like like I said a Mad Max grill. A, 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 a big, did you see that thing? I didn't. Or he I didn't it it didn't register with me. Now I'm gonna look Dude, at it next go time back I watch and it. look at it. He's got a giant plow on let's, the front of the let's truck. Let's point out your obsession with Mad Max, though. You have literally oh, compared everything that we've ever talked uh, about with Mad Max. Oh, just, I love just, Mad Max. Just, just wait favorite. until we get into the Friday the 13th movie. Oh, Here compares oh. every version of Jason <laughs> to the humongous. <laughs> I did. I, I wrote that on, on, on Deborah's thing. Yeah. I said, do you think I stole this from humongous? <laughs> <laughs> you don't I'm want this guy's right. <laughs> just walk away. <laughs> right. I'm like, yeah, they, they. I think they took it from humongous. No, they didn't. Don't you know the story behind where they got the mask? So I'm like, well, don't you – do you think that any of those producers saw Bad Max prior to that maybe? Do you think that maybe is a possibility? No. You know the story. That's what they did. But how do so, we know that's what they did? That's just what they say they did. They right, deliberately that, lifted listen, it from that. Listen to me. Listen closely. They're, they're not going to – whether they took the idea or not, they're not going to come out and say, yeah, we stole from that. <laughs> no, they're, not, they're never going to come to that. They're not going to – they're not – they're going to make up something that, that sounds cool. Or, yeah, my friend Red was playing hockey the week before. <laughs> <laughs> what sounds more possible? <laughs> hey, man, that looks cool. Or, my friend just happened to have a, a hockey mask in his backpack. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's like that bitch from uh, Sleepaway Camp 2. The best part about it is, is the thing that bothers me when they say that, why I kind of scratch my head about the whole thing is you look at the back of humongous, like, when, when if you ever if you ever seen Road Warrior and you oh, yeah. look at like Humongous's head in the back, it looks just like Jason Voorhees' head. Yeah, because I mean, they he's literally a mutated. Yeah, it literally looks like Jason Voorhees' head. Like you would think it's Jason from the back. Now here's head. here's my only beef with the hockey mask they use in the movies. I don't remember hockey masks ever actually looking quite like that. Looking like the which one? The like, humongous like, mask? like Jason, like Jason. The humongous mask. Yes, we've seen. I've seen yes. that. But the Jason That's mask, correct. I, don't, I don't really remember ever seeing any actual hockey The ones they would that. sell when I was a kid in the sports stores look like the humongous mask. Exactly. Uh, hockey mask. And, right. uh, I don't remember anyone. Yeah, they look but like. But there are, if you look it up, it's. I think it's an actual hockey mask from 1950 like, or 60. That could be. It is an actual mask, but it's from like the 50s or 60s. It's yeah, not from. I know the ones from that time period look more like the uh, the one they used for part the, five for the part five. Yes. That's exactly yeah, what that's I was trying right. to say. Yes. That's what they look like at the time. And if you watch right. uh, Sleepaway Camp 2, Angela wears uh, the full mask yes. type thing whenever she kills the dude with the chainsaw. Also, Clark Griswold. Clark Griswold had that part. Five. That's right, Clark. I forgot about that part. <laughs> but now that's all wait, wait. You know who else has shit, it? Shit, not only know. that, not only that. Police Academy. Uh, what is it? Four or five? No, four. When when Tackleberry comes out of the uh, the body bag when he gets summoned by the, the uh, by Hightower, remember I, the 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 man the movie they're watching in the blob that guy had that mask too. Really? Yes. No shit. Yeah, they're watching it. That was a what do they call it? The that's garden right. tool massacre. Hey guys, that's how good we are. We the come weed full whacker circle. massacre. And, <laughs> and, did you, and did you notice he was using electrical hedge trimmers that sounded like a fucking chainsaw? Yeah, I did. I did notice <laughs> that. that. that I like, the hell out of me. Hey, man, you can't be trimming those hedges. He looks up. He's like, <laughs> it's like you think they had to be like, like, come on, these are electric hedge trimmers. They don't make a fucking noise. I got a question for you, Chad. Ask away. Uh, how did you watch this? Was it a DVD? Was it a Blu-ray? Was it digital? DVD. DVD. I want to get the fucking Blu-ray now. Is there a Blu-ray of it? Yeah. Okay. There was a limited release Blu-ray put out by Twilight Time a few years ago, and then they did a more mass market one a couple years later. What about U.S.? Uh, how did you watch this? I rented it on YouTube. On YouTube? Yeah. What was the quality on that? Uh, it was fine. I, I I saw. I thought it was pretty good. I, I got to say, my pretty... DVD quality was actually pretty damn good, really? too. Yeah. Hmm. I was okay. surprised. I just I just want to ask that each episode because I want to see like uh, each film like how how do each of us see it because there's just so many way different ways to watch the film. I want to I want to do a movie where we just watch the VHS version. Oh God, that'd just be so cool. <laughs> I got a lot of old VHS tapes. I got see? some old VHS tapes, but I can't guarantee my old v- VCR still works. We will I buy do have my VCR. Official, I don't know if it works either. An official like Gorenmore VCR it's been TV in my garage for like a decade. <laughs> 
So, uh, all right, let's uh, let's get into the behind the scenes. Uh, Okay, so the screenwriter Frank Darabont met the director Chuck Russell in 1981. He was working as a production assistant on Hell Night. And before the blob, they actually collaborated on the script for Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. No shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dream Warriors! I can't wait till we do that one. Uh, <laughs> Me too. Can we just stop after Dream Warriors? Do we have to go through them all? No, we got to do four. Yeah, I agree. I we agree can, on that I want to do four, then we can cut it off. So Yeah, four Four is, is worthy to do. After four, we can just say goodbye. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I already expressed my hatred of five. But uh, do we do New Nightmare? No, you know what? We it feels too much like a 90s we do, slasher. We do Fuck Freddy's that. Dead. No, I don't like Freddy's Dead. I find it annoying. Yeah, but it has the funniest shit going on. That's true. That the fucking, uh, like, don't forget the power glove. Uh, you forgot the power glove. <laughs> whenever he throws that kid out and then he uh, takes that uh, bed of spikes and he's like doing it like Wiley e. Coyote. <laughs> <laughs> and, he's, and he just sits there and huffs and puffs for a couple <laughs> seconds. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. Uh, part okay, we'll do Freddy's Dead. It has so many funny yeah. sh- Let's, so much let's funny do the mod just so I can explain. Part five exactly has the weird roach effect, right? No, the roach was four. Five was the really stupid one where like he makes the girl eat herself to death. Oh, okay, I, yeah, you're right. Oh, I fucking hated that scene then. I hate it now. <laughs> I'm getting all riled up just thinking about it. And we're not even talking about that movie. We're fucking talking about the blob. Let's get back to the blob. <laughs> yep. Fuck Dream Child. <laughs> So it only grossed $8.2 million. It was considered a box office flop, but it gained a huge cult following on home video. Um, let's see. Ah, this is interesting. The actor who played Paul, they did a full body cast for his scene where the blob dev- de- devours him, right? Oh, that scene at the beginning of the hospital. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the very beginning of the scene where it's actually just, you know, just him and, uh, and Meg comes in and sees him, mm-hmm. that was actually him. And she came in thinking that it was going to be the animatronic, the body cast. Hmm. So her reaction to that was genuine. They left it in the film. Fucking A. I love genuine reactions. We got a couple Friday the 13th ones mm-hmm. that, I, that I know of to point yeah. out. Whenever we do those, huh. too. All right, let's get back to the blob. Yeah, this, uh, this, <laughs> takes, <laughs> this takes place in, it's supposed to, what I read was supposed to be Colorado. That synopsis said California. But either way, uh, it was filmed in a place called Abbeville, Louisiana, because they filmed in late 1987, and in Colorado was covered in snow, so that he couldn't use that. Um, the main role of Brian Flagg was actually offered to Chad McQueen, son of Steve McQueen. Dope. But he turned it down. Mm. He, he turned it down because he didn't want to be, you know... Given a role? Yeah, he didn't want to be given a role because okay. he went out of his father's shadow. Understandable. Basically. Wow, that, real, that really worked for him. <laughs> yeah, who's I know, I never heard of him. Chad McQueen, who? Never heard of him ever again. Smart decision. The partially dissolved soldier that Meg steals the rifle and the explosives from at the end mm-hmm. was played by a triple amputee who lost his limbs in the Vietnam Jesus War. Jesus Christ! <sighs> That's awful. So that, poor, that poor guy. Uh, one of the producers was named Jack H. Harris. Lieutenant Dan, where'd your legs go? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's horrible. Uh, one of the producers was uh, actually producer on the original blog. Dutch ice cream, Lieutenant Dan. Uh, <laughs> uh, allegedly, John Carpenter was originally offered to direct it, but he turned it down. Mm. John Carpenter's The Blob, The Thing. <laughs> and you know, I heard Rob Zombie wanted to redo this too. But oh God. <laughs> From what I understand, his his version was just too out there, and they're like, you know, let's just not. Do that. Here's here's a little uh, a teaser of a Rob Zombie's version. You hear the goddamn blob ate out your sister's cunt the other day. Fuck you, piece of shit. And then there's just like really gruesome murder scenes, and it starts <laughs> Sherry Moon Zombie. Yes, and there's and there's grotesque nudity of side boob. Jeff side boob. Oh yeah. shit. Uh, the director Chuck Russell deliberately stole a plot device from Hitchcock by killing off Alfred. everybody. Th- Yes, Alfred Hitchcock. How many Hitchcocks do you know? I know a couple. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with Bill Hitchcock, I'm sure. But he stole a plot device from Hitchcock by killing off what was thought to be the main character partway into the movie so that people would think if he could die, anybody could die. Fucking A. They used rock salt at the end that was dyed and used for, to uh, represent the crystallized blob at the end. Year Skeeter. It was written by Frank Darabont, who eventually adapted The Stand. And there are actual several references to The Stand. The superflu that was engineered by the government in a bioweapons lab in The Stand. That was kind of 
the same thing as in the blob. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Flagg is a nod to Randall Flagg, the main bad guy in the stand. Mm-hmm. The homeless guy in the credits is named Can Man. Can we do Event Horizon soon? Yeah, I think we could probably do that. You want to do Wes, that? One? You want to do what Wes? Event Event Horizon? Event what the what is it? Event Horizon. You ever seen it? No. You never saw Lawrence Fishburne and uh, Sam Neill? No. Wow. Never saw it, man. What about Pandora? Am I out of Goromore? Yeah. Yeah. Pandora? <laughs> uh, what about Pandora? You ever watch Pandora? No. no. That's pretty brutal. Brutal also. Okay, so getting back to this. Um, yes. The, uh, the, uh, the homeless man was named Can Man in the credits. Can Man! Uh, Can Man. Named as... Any relation to Banana Man? No, but they think he was a, a throwback to the trash can man from the stand. He was sexually involved with Mr. Clean. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, oh, I think I just lit my, mouth, my mustache on fire. What the oh, fuck? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, shit. But anyhow, yeah, he was named after somebody from the stand who also was one of Flag's followers. Uh, Shawnee Smith is also in the stand, so it's kind of uh, ironic there. Uh, did you guys know? I don't know if you guys seen it, but uh, the boy that played her little brother was also in Return of the Living Dead Part Two. Never saw that. It, it I'm not okay. sure if I did either. It was okay. Uh, not nearly as good as the first. Too much slapstick humor for me. Oh yeah, fuck that. Tina. <laughs> and did you guys see who played the uh, Eddie's brother, the theater usher that let them in? Uh uh-uh. uh That was Jameson Newlander. Who's that? The other frog brother from the Lost Boys. Oh. Yeah. Join us, Michael. Join us. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah that was uh, Alan Frog. Edgar was uh, played by Feldog. Ow! Continue. Uh, that's uh, that's all I got for behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, questions, questions, questions! Oh, questions. Now I'm going to get to that page. I can really get a freaking bookmark this a little bit. Oh, right? oh, oh. Okay, so our discussion topics. Guys, what was your favorite kill? Uh, Paul. Yeah. I like Paul. Yeah, Paul's death was the most badass. He's the biggest of the titties. What do you, what'd you think, Wes? Um, not crazy. I kind of thought the, I thought the guy in the, <laughs> I, I like Paul. Is that Paul, the guy with the, the, it was on the ceiling right in the beginning. It came and flopped on him. Yeah. Yeah, that was Paul. Okay. That one was cool, but I like the guy in the sink plunging the sink was pretty fucking nasty. Oh, shit. Yeah, that was good too. Yeah. That was pretty sick. Uh, a little bit ridiculous but still pretty sick oh man now I'm flip-flopping back and forth because that was a pretty cool kill too I'm, I'm still gonna go <laughs> with Paul yeah. still go Paul's through. effect bro Paul's effect bro following that up best scene guys uh theater scene mm-hmm. uh and hmm yeah I'll just go with theater scene alright Wes I'm going to go with the scene where he's mixing the drinks with the girl in the car. Like, <laughs> the glazer scene. <laughs> the glazer scene. I'm going to go gla- full glazer. Oh, God. You know what? Uh, I'm going to go against what I normally pick, and I'm actually going to go with the scene at the beginning in the fucking drugstore. <laughs> really? Oh, that was great, too. <laughs> oh, shit. I did. La- I did laugh at. I did actually laugh. No one was in the room, but I laughed at that part. That, the, uh, that was a good part. That's that. I laughed at that that part, and I laughed at when the dad put the newspaper down. <laughs> and he's the, and he's the fucking like, pharmacist. <laughs> he's the pharmacist. <laughs> I started laughing. Okay, so did the opening scene hook you in? What was the opening scene? Uh, I don't know. Oh, was that with the cemetery and the football? Yeah, yeah. I thought that was cool. I mean, I'm, I like football, so I always like movies. It didn't really. It, it didn't really. Had nothing to do with the movie. Yeah, it was just though, a little bit yeah. of setup, but yeah, I guess yeah, it was all right. Let's set the I like, scene. I like, I like seeing her prance around with her pom poms. Other than that, God, yeah, I like to see you prance around with your pom poms. Oh, would you? Mm-hmm. Well, you might see it at this at Cherry Hill. <laughs> <laughs> you can take my cherry, Wes. Ooh. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit. Since we didn't see any best tits, uh, hottest girl, Meg. Oh, yeah. Come on. Yep. And she down. still holds up his hotness today. All right. Yeah, she's uh, really good looking. So did the score set the mood, guys? 
Very 80s. It was a nice 80s synth horror score. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I agree. It, was... it ain't no Friday the 13th Part 3, but we'll live. <laughs> hey, it's no, it's no Leprechaun 2, but I'm all... <laughs> <laughs> oh shit that's that's a fucking t-shirt idea it ain't no leprechaun too but it's all right it ain't no leprechaun in space but hey i'll let it pass <laughs> leprechaun in the hood back to <laughs> well, the, hood. In the hood he's everywhere <laughs> he's everywhere so best song we really only had one song that i can remember did, did i even have a soundtrack that movie eh, not really i mean i it's I looked at the soundtrack and there's a couple of songs listed. Like I don't fucking remember this. I don't even remember them playing songs in that movie. The only song I remember, like I said, was at the end over the credits, which actually we're gonna play in our outro. Yeet. So favorite character. Uh. uh I'm going with the with the Glazer guy. I knew it. I, knew it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going with that guy. I don't know his name. What the hell's his name? I can't even remember. It's ah oh, shit. Uh, I like Brian. Which one was Brian? The rebellious biker. Oh, flag. Yeah. Flag. Flag. Yeah. 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 He was cool. He was pretty cool. Uh. Yeah. I what about with, you? I gotta go with Meg. Yeah, she's pretty. She's pretty she, she was actually kind of, she was kind of a badass by the end. She just picks up that fucking M sixteen and starts firing it away. Another another, uh, you know, part where you're scratching your head wondering how she knows how to fire M 16s All of a sudden, well, well she, if you watch, she kind of see. Like, Nineteen eighty eight was a different time in America, and it was before. <laughs> says the, says the guy that wasn't even born. Okay, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Snowflakeisms didn't happen, and the left wasn't as radical, so no, kids weren't definitely. born with the sense of entitlement as they were now, or the amount of feelings <laughs> that they have now. So, 1988 was a different time. It was a better time where we can remember the Ronald Reagan years, Reaganomics, and we can remember a time before radicalization, before terrorist attacks, and before Hillary Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I, I got a question for you guys. What What do you think about this movie? Bothered you? What What bothered you the most about this movie? Any parts bother you the most? No, I love this movie. It's like it reminds me of my childhood. I I, I, I already said what bothered me the most, and that was the army colonel taking orders from a fucking scientist. Yeah, I watched this movie. About, when I was about, I'm gonna bring up a part that just ticked me off. When 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 Meg comes in and fries with Brian, or whatever, he, it goes on his head. It eats Brian. She passes out in the same room he's getting devoured with. Yet the blob just goes. Yeah, it goes the out the window. What, why would it? It would never do that. <laughs> that part made this no scene is sense. out of character for that blob. It's <laughs> fucking blasphemous. That part, it, it, that part made me mad. Other than that, the movie was good. But that part just ticked me the fuck off. I'm like, there's <laughs> why would it do that? Why would it just leave her? It would have eaten her. Mm -hmm. It has no brain. It just eats whatever's in this path. If it has a body, along the you can fuck it. Along the similar <laughs> Did you notice that when the meteorite, which wasn't actually a meteorite when it crashes and the can man finds it, <laughs> there's a big crack open and you see the blob through it. It kind of looks suspiciously like a vagina. <laughs> uh, I think the whole blob, my girlfriend came in to watch the movie. She goes, why does that look like a vagina? <laughs> I said, uh, you're kind of right. It kind of, when it was going in the sewer. Yeah, when it was opening, opening up, up and kind of yeah, reaching she goes, out that looks her. like a vagina. <laughs> I said, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> Wait, we haven't does. said pussy on this podcast in an episode or yeah. two. So pussy. No. <laughs> it looks like a vaginal opening. <laughs> the whispering eye. Oh, yeah. shit. Uh, all right, so uh, was it scary? Negative. It's fun. No, I, I, I think it wasn't scary. I just, I think when they showed the, it devouring people, it was kind of sick. I mean, that, that part was kind of like, oh man, that just looked that, that just was nasty. But yeah, and how great no, was how, scary. How, how great was that scene right outside the diner when the blobs all around the uh, the phone booth? Oh, uh, that and she was looks great. Out and there's the fucking sheriff dissolving. <laughs> that's so true that was so cool that was fucked up yeah that was that, that was a good scene that part yeah but, but yeah it wasn't scary but it was definitely a fun movie 
I, I've watched it several times. I'll watch it several more times. I don't care. What's the What's the score? What are we giving this? I'm gonna give it a four out of five. Oh, oh God, yeah, at least. I would even I'll give, give it. it a half. I'll give it a three and a half out of. Really? I can't give it a four. I I liked it, but I I don't. I'll give it a three and a half. No, I gotta do. Can math. you do that? So we're gonna average it out to be it'd be about a four. Yeah. 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 We'll give we'll give it an overall four. Okay. So uh, do you guys think it holds up today? Yes. I liked it. I I didn't see any. I wasn't like. I thought the effects were still pretty decent for today. Yeah, I really if, did. If you if you don't mind the '80s hairstyles, it still holds up pretty strong. Yeah, yeah. Or Matt Dillon's face. There's uh, <laughs> <laughs> one thing I got a kick out of is when he goes to the, uh, the Kevin mechanic. Dillon's face. When he, <laughs> when he goes and he borrows the guy's uh, socket set, and the guy's like, "There's twelve sockets in that set. There better be twelve sockets in that when he get back." Twelve sockets. I have more than that in my car. <laughs> yeah, that, he acted like they were made out of twenty-four karat gold. Yeah. <laughs> it was very. It's like you're, you're in a garage. You have more than what the hell is that? Hello. Yes. What the fuck happened? What happened? Oh, it's not like a big truck or a UFO or something going on. <laughs> and then, and then you went. <laughs> no, it's not like Okay, so was the acting good or bad? Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yep. really good. I didn't see any like cheesiness in this movie. Mm-mm, really. Even the even for little kid actors, they were pretty good. Yes, the two guys. I like when the kid looks over to the other kid. He goes, "What a wimp." <laughs> I like how that little kid's mouthing off to that redneck. <laughs> I thought he was about ready to get smashed. <laughs> <Yeet>. <laughs> So, uh, did you like the cinematography? Mm-hmm. Yes. Interesting. I didn't have a problem with it. I thought they did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. And finally, did you guys like the premise? Yes. Yeah. Who doesn't yep. love, who doesn't love an alien run amok movie? Well, it wasn't really an alien though. Yeah, it wasn't an alien. It was just kind of like a, yeah, just at a the beginning movie. I was like, this is kind of a sci-fi type horror, but yeah, it's not really an alien, an alien kind. It's like, I don't know. It is, but it isn't. I don't know. You know what's weird is what what was the story? They sent it into space and it what came back. Yeah, it evolved and it comes back and it's it's self aware and can think and move on its own. Yeah, that's why they wanted to contain it and keep it. The funny part is like the the idea that they would send it to Russia. And the the fact that it grows so big, okay, so it kills all the Russians. It would be the size of the whole, the yeah, whole the size country. of Russia. <laughs> Everything right, in just, Russia bigger, just, and then how would blah, it? bigger than America, blah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a little ridiculous. Kill all those people would be gigantic. You'd never kill it. But I think that was the mindset in the eighties: just fuck the Russians. <laughs> it was. <laughs> oh, everything was everything was fuck the Russians. Yes, yeah. it was. Another one of my favorite films is uh, Red Dawn. Love that movie. Oh, I love that movie also. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I love that. I've seen that movie like eighty times. I love that movie. Oh, that's fuck a shame Russia. We, that's a shame we can't uh, we can't put that on Gore more. It doesn't. It, it, I know. It's only marginally horror. It's, I could talk about that all day. I love that. Technically, it could be a horror film if we can imagine a hell where Hillary Clinton became president. Uh, <laughs> then the Russians would have invaded. <laughs> That's a fucking right. horror in and of itself. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! I want fire. Yeah, but uh, since that is that for the blob, we're not finished yet. I would like to go over some news. Actually, uh, we have some information on the Child's Play 2019 film that we'd like to go over. Uh, if you guys don't know. Uh, they are making a remake of the 19, what? 87. 87 film Child's Play. Uh, we're big fans of it here. But the new film will have Aubrey Plaza playing Karen Barkley, which is Andy's mom. Gabriel Bateman as Andy Barkley. Brian Henry as Detective Mike Norris. Uh, Marlon Tazadi as Omar Norris. Ty Cazinglio as Pug, Beatrice Kiz- Kitsos as Phelan, Nicole Anthony as Detective Willis, and then something something. I don't know that person's name. But uh, none of the original cast is connected to this uh, project. Uh, initially, it was reported that Liv Tyler was considered for a role in the film, but that's not true. 
Uh, the film's coming out June 21st, 2019. We are getting a trailer for it on Friday. There's a teaser out now. Yeah. I just want to say this is in no way connected to Chucky. No. They are keeping the Chucky series separate. They are still doing a Chucky TV series. Sci-fi just picked it up yes. the other day. We so will talk about that. that. Yes, I actually have that bookmarked right Wait, there. Wait, I didn't know that. You're saying, so, but it's about Chucky. No, no. This is a different dog. This is Charles. Charles? No, Buddy. Buddy, yeah. Buddy. buddy. This, this, this doll is called Buddy. Why are they calling it Child's Play then? Because, the, because Universal owns the rights to the name Child's Play, Play, so they can do whatever the fuck they want. So Chucky is a separate brand from Child's Play now. Oh. Yes. So think of it like the Halloween franchise. Think of it like this could be what potentially happens with the Friday the 13th franchise, too. I hope. I hope. Where we get Friday the 13th as it was originally envisioned, where it's a bunch of different fucking You know what I fucking want? Friday the 13th. Since they did one through four, why don't we get five through eight for the, for the sequel? All packed into one. I think they're just going to completely reboot. I don't think they'll do a sequel, which sucks. What, for a 13? Yeah. No, I want a uh, standalone. Like, I don't want a fucking origin story or anything again. I like an I want to have the hockey story. mask I, what, with him killing people. I don't want what they wanted to do, which was a full origin story, which goes into Jason growing up and Elias, I think, was going to be the killer. Uh-huh. Uh, that's just I, I read the specs for that. I'm like, that sounds like shit. Like, that's not Friday the 13th. That's not a movie I want to see. I want to see Jason killing. I want to see tits. That's what Friday the 13th is to me. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, we were talking about Sean's play. Let's continue on with that. You were mentioning the, uh, you were going to bring up the Chucky series too. Yes. Uh, so, <clears throat> Sci-Fi landed uh, the Chucky TV series with, uh, Original sci-fi, uh, original Child's Play writer uh, announced it on Tuesday that the long-running television, I mean the long-running Chucky franchise, will be getting a television adaptation. And original writer Don Machini has written every installment to date and is set to become the creator of the new series. Uh, as part of the announcement, Machini, the show will be a fresh take on the franchise, allowing us to explore Chucky's character with a depth that is uniquely afforded by television series format, while staying true to the original ver- vision that has terrorized audiences for over three decades now. So this should be interesting. Uh, today's announcement also comes alongside word of two new pilots at the network, artificial action drama Cypher that has nothing to do with what we care about. Uh, yeah. So yeah, set to premiere in June. It's the first in the series not to feature Machini as a credited writer. Oh, the upcoming Child's Play remake. Yeah, they're talking about that there too. So yeah, just look for that. Uh, big fans of Child's Play, you guys here, and uh, they're using all animatronics for the new remake. So and I would also like to point out that yes, Chucky will be saying "fuck" on Sci-Fi. They have confirmed that. Good. Sci-Fi is gonna. Yeah, it. that would be stupid if he didn't. Yeah. yeah. My favorite scene from Child's Play 1 is whenever he turns for the first time on the mom. You stupid fucking bitch! Dude, that scene <laughs> creeped the fuck out of me because the first the first time I saw that scene wasn't in the movie when I watched the movie. I saw it when Siskel and Ebert were talking about it and they showed that scene. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's so creepy, too. That scared the shit out of me. My, my favorite part of the first one, though, <laughs> is really stupid, is the scene where Chucky's riding up in the elevator by himself. And that old com- old couple gets in and they just sit there and stare at him. And they get <laughs> off the elevator and oh, and he goes, ugly doll. And he goes, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> How about the part where I always like the part where he's in the he's uh, what's the little kid's name again? Andy. Yeah, that's right. Andy has a fireplace and he's like, uh, Chuck, he's like, yeah, get me out of there. He's flipping. Out. <laughs> he just stops and he says. Andy, I thought we were friends the end. The says, this, this is, is the end. That's <laughs> <laughs> what lights him up and shit. He's like, <laughs> Oh, those Chucky movies, the first couple were great, but I 
The first couple. Bride and Seed were fucking Then they awful. got silly. The Bride and Chucky. Well, they yeah. stopped being child's play and started becoming Chucky. Is yeah. They started going down. Uh, the newer ones are excellent, though. I, I didn't like Colt Chucky. Really? I did not like it. What I, I didn't like fuck? the idea of all these, of him splitting himself and being all these different Chuckies. That was, to me, was dumb. I didn't see it yet. It's, 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 there's like no, five Chuckies good. running around. Wait, there's like what? There's like five Chuckies running around in the movie. He can split his soul now. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll watch it. But <laughs> did you guys know that the girl from uh, Curse and Cold of Chucky—that's actually the real Chucky. Uh, that's his daughter. Yeah, Fiona Dorf. Yeah, Fiona Dorf. And the other girl from the the first one was the first one that they did with her. Curse. Yeah, the girl that in there was a pink Power Ranger on Power Rangers Time Force. I never watched it. <laughs> Serious. I was a big Power Rangers guy. I was guy like was, I said before. Was I was in time, the yeah. Voltron, not Power Rangers. Ninety-three. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that's it for this episode, guys. Wait, before, oh. before we end, I got a couple things to add. Uh, I just found out today that Netflix has acquired the Ted Bundy film, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile, the the big controversial one with Zac Efron. Yeet. Looks yeah. excellent. So Netflix is going to be putting that out. Also, do you have the, the one about the killer painting thing? You know, the killer painting. I've had enough of people talking about Ted Bundy. Like, uh, this Velvet is getting so crazy. Or Buzzsaw? I have no, I'm not. Oh, okay. Had Jake Gyllenhaal in it. And I also wanted to add that, unfortunately, uh, Julie Adams, who was the female co-star of the original Creature from the Black Lagoon, uh, passed away yesterday at the age of 92. Uh, Creature, uh-huh. Creature from the Black Lagoon is one of my all-time favorites. Yep, it's that my is, favorite universal. That is my favorite universal, too. I fucking love the creature. Yeah, it's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, she was, she was really good in that, and she passed away, unfortunately. But she lived a long life, so she deserves her rest now. Yeah, I can't really feel bad for someone passed away at 92. No, no, that, that's that's. I can only dream life. to live that long. Yeah, no shit. I'll be happy if I make it to 70. Ooh. Yeah, me too. Don't talk like that, fuckers. Yeah, I need well. my co-hosts. <laughs> uh, what are we doing it's next? It's not like well, I'm going to turn door? 70 soon. What's Guys, I would like to more? announce that in the uh, the Dubak Discussion chat, uh, Jared Bachman Stubbs, the host of the Dubak Discussion podcast and the Hall of Heroes podcast, puts... And I quote, I like cock in my ear. <laughs> I just saw what that. The fuck? <laughs> oh, I'm guessing his brother got a hold of his Yep. His... <laughs> 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 Fucking Sherry. Uh, okay, guys. But, Jedi, you uh, thank you guys for joining us on another episode of the Gore More podcast. This is your host, TJ Bowser, signing off. Chad Christman signing off. West Payne. The possessor. <laughs> 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 Fucking love it, A. Love it. Oh. <laughs>